Okay, welcome to New CS Degree. This is the show for self-taught developers and people that have been to coding boot camps, and it's where I find out how they've become successful. I'm joined today by Addy, who's attending the Billion Coding Bootcamp at the moment online. I should say as well that this episode has been kindly sponsored by Billion, so if you check them out, they're a great place to learn to code. Go to billion.co.uk and you can find out tons of information about their courses. Okay, Addy, so how come you started to learn to code in the first place? The original sort of genesis of it was I had been working at a call center here in Glasgow for about four or five years. I kind of got tired of that, decided to leave, and I really wasn't sure what to do at all. Um, and, you know, during that time, just doing the normal stuff, just kind of going out with mates, uh, watching a lot of TV, watching YouTube and things like that. And one day I'm sitting there and watching YouTube, and I was just like, I use these machines all the time. Like... I'm always using my computer, I'm always on my phone, X, Y, and Z, and I was just thinking, like, you know, this is pretty much the way things are going. Wouldn't it be maybe a good idea to look into learning how to do some of this stuff? Maybe it'll be interesting, it might be fun. And so I decided to start kind of looking into it. Um, so originally what happened, I went on Codecademy, the website, and I did a little bit of their Python 2 course. And this was just before Python 3 came out. Then after that, um, I was getting emails from them and there was a link in the email about Codebar. So then I signed up to that and I started going to some of the Codebar meetings here in Glasgow. I met more experienced programmers, basically. They kind of helped me in terms of showing me other things to do, better ways to write code because I didn't have a clue what I was doing. And that was kind of where it started. And that was just something I did a little bit here and there. So I always say like, oh yeah, I was coding for about two years before this course started, but it's not really two years because I was just doing it every now and again when I had spare time because I was still looking for like a proper job so that I could like live. Um, and so I actually got another job working as a, um, basically, this is sort of like an admissions officer type of thing for apprenticeships around west of Scotland. So I used to go to businesses, induct um, employees into these little courses that were, I suppose they're roughly like HNC or HND level sometimes type courses. And they would basically have one of our sort of tutors go out and give them assessments. They would do the assessments. The tutors would mark them. If they needed more help to basically pass, they would tell them, you need to do it NZ and that kind of thing. But mainly for me, I was on the end of getting them set up with Skills Development Scotland and just sorted out in that kind of way for funding and so on. But also in the background, I was still doing a little bit here and there with the coding and it was like slowly growing into this kind of thing in the background that I was getting quite interested in. So once the pandemic happened and basically I was out of a job because you can't go to businesses anymore, right? Uh, I was just, again, thinking, okay, right, I, I know a decent amount now. Let me try and actually do this seriously. Um, I started going for a cybersecurity course 
but I don't think I applied quite quick enough. And they, t- they told me I would get a chance on the next go-round. So I was like, okay, I'll wait for that. And while I was waiting for that, this came up just randomly, um, opportunity to, to come on to this course. I went for it, was successful. It was like, okay, let's give it a bash. Let's see, um, let's see where this goes. And yeah, it's been, it's been great. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's really cool, man. From uh, call centers learning to code. I think that's, uh, uh, yeah, sounds like a much more fun way to be spending your time. <laughs> yeah, you, you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, man. Yeah, I, like, I know I've, I've got a few friends that have worked in call centers and I didn't, I didn't hear great things. So, yeah. Um, so what was the application process like for going into Billion? So first of all, after I had given my details, obviously that kind of thing, they had a, an assessment to do. So I can't remember how many questions it was exactly, but kind of logical thinking questions. So pattern recognition stuff, some basic, well, not basic. There were, there was one complicated question for me anyway. And um, generally then other sort of maths questions and, and things like that. So you do that, then if you score well in that, you then move on to the um, sort of admissions interview with Patrick or, well, I'm not sure who it will be now, but for me it was with Patrick and that was actually really relaxed. It was just a conversation, just talking about kind of the same type of things we are talking about actually. So why I've started coding, kind of what my experience with coding has been like and those types of things just to see kind of why you're taking the course and maybe how motivated you're, you're going to be to go through with it, that type of thing. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds really cool, man. Um, so what was the first couple of things that you started to learn on the course with Billion? So when we started, um, we went into HTML at first, which was one of the big reasons why I wanted to take the course after speaking to Patrick, because that was the kind of thing that I didn't have any idea about is the front end side of things. So I was interested to learn about it. Um, so it was just basic HTML stuff. So teaching us about um, elements, what they do, how they appear on a page, then also looking to build in some CSS with that. So like how you can edit these elements on the page and that kind of thing. So the first sort of week, um, I'm sure the, uh, the little things are still up on GitHub as well of like the exercises we did and some of the abominable things that I made in that first <laughs> week. Uh, and yeah, it's like just basically putting together the elements to make a, a web page. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it sounds good. Um, so you got started with GitHub pretty quickly then? Yeah, I think that was maybe day two or three. I already had one, luckily, so I didn't need to make an, a, a new one. But yeah, they were kind of straight into that because that's how they kind of check um the exercises that you're doing and that kind of thing so that they can give feedback. Yeah, I think that's really good for developers because it's like that's what you'll be using when you're on the job. So you may as well like dive in and get used to it early on. And that way you'll be like job ready for employers because you'll already know about, you know, yeah, GitHub and pull requests and yeah, basically fitting in 
nicely with a team that's already up and running. So um, what did you learn uh, after the basics? Can you talk, talk us through, like, have you done much stuff with, like, React or anything like that? Yeah, so we the, the way that it went was we started off with the HTML and CSS. After going through that, then we did some JavaScript. Um, so we actually did make stuff just plain JavaScript, um, nothing else, which was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> then um, we were kindly introduced to React, which made things a lot more streamlined, I suppose is the easiest way of putting it. Um, so we, we are generally using React, even now, for all the front-end needs and things like that. I know that there are other um, sort of, how we would call it, clients, frameworks, if you will. So I, I'm kind of interested maybe to look at things like Vue. Um, I don't know about Angular. Um, uh, there seems to be a split on that, but um, I'm kind of interested to maybe see some some other ways of doing things. But I do quite like React, to be honest. We've been taught it, and there's a learning curve, obviously, because there's a lot to take in, and it is quite what's the word? It, it is quite sort of opinionated, I would say. It wants you to do things a specific way, but once you get past that, um, it is it's absolutely amazing as far as I'm concerned because of the fact that it's reactive you know <laughs> so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah really that's awesome it. man uh i think it's good though that they walked you through uh like kind of plain javascript because i mean i've got friends that are like uh you know work at tech companies as you know ctos and they're hiring people and they sometimes they say like okay how would you do this in like plain javascript or whatever and a lot of people don't have a clue a lot of people especially people that are relatively news coding like might know how to do it amazingly in view or react but you know it's good to it's good to have the fundamentals that's all i'd say uh because you know you're probably going to be using more react in the job but um yeah it doesn't hurt to be able to like know the basics of like yeah, vanilla JavaScript in case that you get awesome in an interview, for, for example. Um, I would even like go back to that point and say, on top of what you've just said, it actually helped with my ability to use React as well because knowing that you can select the document and then find things allows you to change certain things that maybe aren't so simple to to find using React at times. So. I definitely remember in one exercise that we had, I did reuse it so that I could basically deselect a bunch of checkboxes really quickly without having to do, I don't know, I would have had to have wrote a much more code basically. So it is important to, as you say, have that understanding of how to edit the document using the, just the plain JavaScript. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's awesome. That's cool, man. Um, so obviously you've been like working um, through this course with Billion remotely. So can you talk us through what, you know, what a typical day looks like? Yeah, sure. So we pretty much start 9.30 every morning. Um, we meet up together in our little Zoom meeting room, get the hellos, good mornings and all that. And then we talk about what we're going to be doing that day. If it's lectures, then we pretty much go straight into the lectures and we'll be doing that from 9.30 to 
earliest finish is normally half past 12, but more often one o'clock or 20 past one really. Um, and sometimes there might even be an extra sort of um, thing in the afternoon as well if we need an extra help or if it's a big topic type of thing. So there's a lot of sort of lectures in the morning type thing. Then in the afternoon, you're going to get your exercises. So the instructors are available for you from three till six and essentially you just go through those exercises later on in the day so it's quite flexible as well if you have something you need to do between three and six I mean you don't need to do it right then and there you can obviously you're not going to have the help of the instructors if you if you don't but you can go away and deal with other things and then come back in the evening you know and do what you need to do to, to get um, as far into the exercise as you can um, and what I, I really love about it is that they allow you that freedom to to do what you need to do to learn what you feel you need to learn on the exercises. It's not like they're going to come back to you and be like, why didn't you do exactly this thing or exactly that thing? It's more like go and just experiment, play, because they're trying to get you to, to learn intuitively, um, which I think is really, really cool. So that's a general day. Um, we do also have the projects, so it's a little bit different um, because we're really near the end. It's been, we just finished the project, we're now starting another project, um, and those days are quite, um, they are quite loose. So you will have a stand-up in the morning, which I think is quite similar to, to jobs, right? So you get up, you talk about what you did yesterday, things that you might have struggled with, uh, and what you're planning to do today. And then after that, really, it's just go, 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 you know, you try and get as much done as you can and try and work through your problems as best as you can. And just keep keep going. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds really cool, man. Um, what kind of projects have you been making then? So I think the first project in HTML, I did like a kind of eatery type thing so it was like a um, diner type thing so I had mm -hmm. courses that you would be able to purchase that type of thing then did something really similar again for the JavaScript one so we had like a as a recipe finder so we used an API external API and you could search through this API to find meals and if you clicked on the meal that appeared on the page, then you would be taken to another page that showed you like the recipe of how to make it. Then for React, I had a playlist editor. So again, I used another external API and essentially you could log in as a user. Um, so you're creating your own sort of account and then go and look for songs or albums or whatever and add them to your playlist. Uh, and then, this oh, I missed out the um, sort of express Node.js project. So with that one, we did a like a football sort of database type thing, where essentially you could check like leagues, and when you check the leagues, you're able to see information about the different leagues. You check players, information about the players, teams, information about the teams, and all these things were sort of interlinked because obviously the leagues have some of the teams, the teams then have players, um, and also the managers were in there as well. You could check the managers, you could see their previous teams, that kind of thing. So there was that. Then the last one that we just finished doing 
was another music type one where we had a sort of like Discogs style thing where again you can log yourself in or sign up as a user and then you can list like any thing that you've got to sell in terms of music and it would then appear as a listing and that would be available for other users to buy and when they purchase it goes into the transactions for those those users so the user can see what they've purchased and also what they've sold as well awesome yeah that sounds really cool man lots of cool projects uh yeah. i think yeah especially like the music one sounds really cool um is there any kind of like uh technology that you've learned that um is your favorite like do you prefer front end or back end or are you not really fast um, that's a really interesting question that I, I feel I should have a better answer to. I would say I probably tend towards the back end just because I I had like that was kind of what I was looking at when I was on my own, so it feels naturally what I'm comfortable with, whereas the front end stuff is so new to me that I'm still a little bit like, hmm, and I've never been like a great design person. I'm not very artsy, so uh, that kind of um, it, it makes it difficult for me sometimes with my confidence. I'm like, does this look good? Is this all right? That type of thing. Um, but I do feel like I would like to continue to try and do things full stack because it is really nice seeing the the journey from sort of beginning to end kind of thing. So... I think I'd like to continue kind of working on both sides of things, but if I had to pick, I would probably go for the back end. Okay, nice one. Yeah, I mean, I figure that makes sense if you're already, you know, kind of had uh, a basis in Python beforehand. Um, so, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Well, um, do you have any, like, uh, specific kind of like companies or sectors that you'd like to work in when you're finished with Billion? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I am quite interested in fintech. It would be something that I wouldn't, um, you know, I wouldn't mind at all kind of going into, but I, I am fairly open as well, although I have a partiality for that just because um, when I was in Edinburgh, I think that's maybe what... Um, you, you've heard about me. I used to live in Edinburgh when I was mm -hmm. um, studying there. And so I, I studied accountancy and finance. So I've got a bit of a background with that. I understand it. And I feel like that would be really cool to mix those two things together. Uh, and I already kind of, when, when I started off, that was one of the first things I did. It's like I made a function in Python for like looking at calculating people's tax um, and things like that. So I am interested in that and it would be cool to, to work in that sector, but I'm pretty open-minded. Um, there are lots of interesting things out there to do. And I think anybody that does what we are doing likes to learn. So, you know, I'm all for it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think as well, like Edinburgh, where I'm based has got like, um, obviously like a really good, like FinTech sector. So I think like, it seems like a, a good fit. So yeah, hopefully you can get uh, get a job over here soon. Um, what was it about uh, like Billion specifically that made you choose it versus say, you know, you started off learning on your own, for instance, how come you chose to go with Billion in the first place? 
think the main thing was I was looking at the front end type of stuff. So I'd started to learn HTML and it wasn't going great, I'll be honest. You know, I was finding okay. it kind of kind of tricky. And when the chance came up, I just thought, you know, I may as well give it a go because I was feeling like my progress could be quicker and I basically just wanted it to be quicker. And I thought that, you know, it doesn't hurt to have people to help you. And I felt at the time when I was going to the code bar groups as well, that my progress was quicker because I was interacting with people. But then with COVID, we weren't meeting in person as such. Um, it was more online and they were also a bit less frequent as well. So, well, at least the Glasgow or Scottish-based ones, because uh, sometimes they would do them in Edinburgh-based as well, um, sort of virtual. So I was kind of like, you know, I've got nothing to lose here, so I may as well have a go um, at it. And, you know, yeah, I think definitely from my experience now with hindsight as well, I would definitely say that there's no way that it won't help because you've, you know, it was a very lonely thing before if that makes sense. Like, I, it was kind of like isolated on an island type of thing because, yeah, you're learning this thing and it's really cool and when you make something, you're very happy, but you've no one that you can really share it with because, yeah, I've got friends, but they don't understand what I'm talking about when I explain these things unless, like, I show them something cool. Like, if I make, like, a forum in HTML and they're like, whoa, that looks really cool, and I'm like, it doesn't even do anything. It's just, you know, it's just a forum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they don't get it. So, like, um, uh, uh, so I have no one to, to share the passion with, whereas now I've met all these people on my cohort and, you know, I'm sure that I'm going to keep in touch with all those people. I've got the instructors that taught me who I'm going to keep in touch with as well. So it's like I've built a little community. I've met so many people. Uh, it, it's It's been really, it has been a really positive thing. And also, you know, in terms of like the main thing of learning, it supercharged it because I was, I think I was okay before, like, you know, understood some things and I was learning and, and whatnot, but not only did I learn front end stuff, but my general understanding of the sort of basic concepts around coding have improved. So like I'm a bit rusty with Python, but I'm going to go back to it since we finished it because <laughs> I, I really like using it. And yeah. when I go back, there are certain things that I've picked up that are going to help me immensely, like really, really quite a lot with things that I already have sitting there. So, you know, I'll just say thank you to be honest to them because um, it's been, it's been a really great journey. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you've got like a really good tech stack on the go with kind of like React and Node and a bit of Python as well. Um, is there anything that you like hope to learn in the future? Yeah, so I have I mean, been thinking never about ending. it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. It, it, it actually is as well. There's so many things. Uh, yeah, but I, I've really been eyeing up uh, C++. I mean, I, I do want to kind of just learn as much as possible, and C++ feels like it might be the next thing to, to try and look into because in terms of sort of things like robotics and things like that, that seems to be like the, the language, so it would be cool to, to learn a bit of that see how it works and you know kind of jump down that rabbit hole as well but 
part of me as well feels like I should try and sharpen up on on the things that I know as well, so that I can be be a well-rounded uh, candidate for for work going forward. Just now, and I'll have loads of time to to kind of roll around in the sea sea world and you know all these other languages. So many of them, things like Haskell and all that. So yeah, yeah, I think like maybe. Yeah, they would probably be good further down the road, and then you can make those like scary robots that know how to like open doors and shit. Uh, <laughs> and you can like take over take over the human race with those robots. So, but we'll like <laughs> leave that for another day. Um, but you're saying like you've met like you know a lot of people in the course. So like, how do you how do you kind of like socialize with people if you see it? I mean online with oh yeah i get you uh, so generally we just kind of they um Boolean have set up actually two servers now so there's the main server for all the students and the instructors on the course and so each class has its own channel um so we've got a channel where we can post stuff in our like classroom we've got a support channel we've got little pairing booths as well so if you want to pair a program with people you can then everybody is also able to converse together no matter what sort of um class you're in you can go to like the big group sort of um channels where i think it's about six but there's one room that's takes 12 for some reason. I don't know why there's double in that one, but um, these big rooms where lots of people can kind of join in and talk and share video and their screens and all that kind of thing. And then we've got some other threads as well. So you can talk about things that you've been watching, reading, if you've been playing games, if you want to talk about some cool code thing that you saw, all, all these types of things. So um, it's generally through the Discord server. Um, but yeah, as sure. well, we just kind of just me message, we just message each other, to be honest, like we just talk to each other. So, yeah. Nice one. Uh, so like last question, if you met someone that was like, interested in coding and wanting to learn to code what would you how would you like sell them on the benefits of like learning to code mm, that's a great question in terms <laughs> of that i would <laughs> in terms of that i would say you know if you are it, it depends as well because the the person might be doing something else and there are lots of useful things that you can do with your time and with your life but if you're stuck for something to do and you are kind of thinking what what can i do with my life i think this is a great avenue to go down first of all because it's one of the most sort of freely giving communities in terms of learning because if you want to learn something when it comes to coding there's always someone to ask. Even when I did not have access to this course, I still learned from loads of people. I have learned from people, as I said, from Codebar. I've learned from people that post stuff on Stack Overflow, that post things on Quora. I've learned from a tutorial by a guy called Miguel Grunberg all about Flask, which is absolutely amazing. And all these resources are completely free. That is unprecedented to be given that level of knowledge and the only thing that you need to bring is that willingness to actually sit down and learn. That's really, really uncommon. So that's one of the best things about the about this sort of career path is that everything's out there for you. You've just got to go and find it, basically. 
and also the fact that a lot of the technologies are open source themselves as well, meaning that you can actually be a contributor, which I think is really cool as well. If you see something that you think is broken, you can literally go to the GitHub repo where it exists and create a pull request and they'll look at it and see if you've got a decent fix. And if, if it's good, they're probably going to add it. So like you can make your own part of history as well, which I think is so cool. And it doesn't require you to, as your podcast is called, you don't need a degree. You don't need to be some sort of special somebody. You just need to see a problem and think of a way to, to fix it. And that's really the ethos of being a developer, being a software engineer, is you see a problem and you try to fix it. That's that's what it's all about. Um, and if you like fixing problems, then this is the thing for you to do, basically. Cool. Yeah, I can say it better myself. So yeah, that's a really cool, really cool description about the benefits of learning to code. Uh, where can people find you online on, do you have like Twitter or GitHub or anything? Yeah, so I, I'm pretty bad for the um, the social media. They are, they're slowly prodding me in the right direction, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not a big fan, but I do have a LinkedIn. So if you search at uh, LinkedIn for Ademola Fabi, then you'd find me there. In terms of GitHub, my GitHub handle is BrokenSafe, which is B-R-O-K-E-N-S-Y-T-H-E. And you'll be able to see a bunch of my repos from all the classes that I've done. And uh, I think that I'm going to go away and find some of the uh, Flask things as well and add them because I may as well now that I've got it, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. a nice little thing because I, I followed the uh, tutorial that Mike Miguel Grunberg did and I've got that kind of sitting there and I added a little delete button as well to show that I've actually understood what you was trying to teach people. So yeah, and hopefully maybe add a bit more onto that, but that, that's really cool. And um, as well, that would be useful if anyone is interested in learning Flask. That's a, a really great resource, I think, because it teaches you a lot of concepts. Some of them maybe a bit too advanced because I didn't understand everything at the beginning. I think I understand a little bit better now, but it definitely is quite a comprehensive view of things, which is great just so that you can see how much actually goes into building uh, websites because you don't have a clue when you're using them quite how much is going on behind the scenes. So yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I guess additional question, do you find yourself uh, going on websites now just being like, oh, why that button looks terrible or like, oh, why is this, you know, does UX so bad or like, oh, this taking ages to load because I do that all the time. Yeah, it's actually shocking now. Like um, we were, I was out with my friends, right? We, we, were at, um, we were at the pub and we were getting something to eat and the card machine was taking ages to hit like the database or something like that. And I was like, that poorly coded back end. <laughs> yeah, totally. As if, as if I, I know how to do it. <laughs> yeah, you should totally just take that code apart. <laughs> um, yeah, I find it with banks especially bad. I think, like, uh, yeah, the bank I use, it's like quite often just like just reloads really horribly and just like things just, I don't know, lots of media sites as well, like new, old newspapers, their websites are just really jumpy. And they just the content just jumps around all the time. It's not good, uh, but yeah, it's the kind of like curse of being a developer. 
Um, I guess it's the same with anything. Once you learn something, you can notice when other people do it badly. So you're just like, uh, if you if you spend a lot of time on the web like I do, you're constantly just looking at stuff and just being like, oh, I changed that button, I changed that layout, and blah blah blah. But um, yeah, anyway, uh, enough of me complaining about the internet. Uh, Thanks for joining us uh, for this call. It's been really interesting. Uh, you can check out more information about Billion at billion.co.uk. And I'll add your uh, GitHub and LinkedIn links to the description so people can find you there and like spy on your code and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, thanks again for joining us, Adi. It's been really good to talk to you. Okay, thanks for listening to the show. If you're looking for more content like this, there are over 100 interviews with developers who are self-taught or have been to coding boot camps over on nocsdegree.com. If you're looking for a developer job, check out nocsok.com. If you want to help out the podcast, please give it a review wherever you listen to podcasts.